We see here that two things are required. One, pleasure, which a person enjoys. Two, a person must bless on the pleasure he received. He says that otherwise, if a person does not bless, he is regarded as stealing from the Creator. He says that the reason is that through the blessing, he extends abundance for the sake of the Creator. We should understand why, if a person does not bless, abundance is not extended for the sake of the Creator. That is, if the Creator can give abundance, why does he need an awakening through the blessing? She interprets there in the Sulam that his father is the Creator and his mother is the Shekhinah, the Divinity, and through the blessing, abundance is extended to the Creator and the Shekhinah. However, we should understand the importance of the blessing that extending the abundance from above causes. And if he does not bless, he robs the abundance that his father and mother should receive. We should understand the meaning of the whole world was created only for the fear of heaven. It seems like a contradiction to the known rule that in the creation of the world, it is written, that the Creator said to the ministering angels that He wants to create the world, as it is similar to a king who has a tower filled abundantly but no guests. This is why he created man, to give him delight and pleasure. Yet here he says that the world was created only for the fear of heaven, as though the Creator needs to be feared and this is why he has created the world. To understand this, we first need to understand what is called world and what is called fear. According to the rule we learned, the reason for the creation of the worlds was to do good to his creations. For this reason, he created in the creatures a desire and yearning to receive delight and pleasure. This is called Malchut de Ensof. Since at that time, Malchut still did not put a stop on the expansion of the abundance, but received in the desire to delight herself. However, afterward, once she received the light, we learned that Malchut craved equivalence of form, because every branch wants to resemble its root. For this reason, she did not want to receive because of her own benefit, but in order to bring contentment to the Creator. 
In other words, because the Creator wants to do good to His creations, He wants to receive. In the words of the Ari, this is called Tzimtzum, restriction, concealment and hiding. In the book Tree of Life, he says that before the worlds were created, the upper light had filled the whole of reality. And there was no rosh, no head, or sof, end, but everything was completely even. However, when he wished to emanate the emanations and create the creatures, he restricted himself, leaving a vacant space. He says there, and behold, after the aforementioned Tzimtzum, there was a place where the emanated, created, fashioned, and made could be. We see that prior to the Tzimtzum, there was no matter of worlds. For Olam, world, comes from the words Helem and Hester, concealment and hiding. The concealment and hiding that took place then were, as it is written, in order to bring to light the perfection of his deeds. He explains there in Orpnimi, in a light, Balaslam's commentary on the words of the Ari, that it means that it is in order to have equivalence of form, called receiving in order to bestow. Otherwise, they will not receive any abundance, so there will not be disparity of form, called separation. And Malchut de En Sof desired this. Had there been disclosure of light in the vessels of reception, there would not be any room for work so they could ever achieve equivalence of form. This is why there was the departure of the light called concealment and hiding. Afterward, according to the power to overcome, called a masach, a screen on the upper light, so they can receive in order to bestow, to that extent the light appears. Since this kli, this vessel, comes from the lower one, meaning that the lower one must make the kli, hence the lower one is unable to receive all the light that was in the purpose of creation. When the Creator placed the light in the kli that He had made, called will to receive. Rather, the light that illuminated in the vessels of reception is now received in portions, one at a time, called bit by bit. Since the kelim, the vessels that the creatures make, which are called in order to bestow, cannot do everything at once. It therefore follows that there are two actions in man. One, he wants to receive everything for his own benefit, 
regarded as wanting to receive every delight and pleasure that he sees into the Kli called receiving for himself. Two, he wants to bestow upon others. According to the above, we should say that the act of wanting to receive for his own benefit comes to him from the Creator, meaning that the Creator imprinted in the creatures a Kli called receiving in order to receive. A person does not need to work on this Kli or acquire it. Rather, it comes to him with the nature that the Creator created. Conversely, an act that a person does in favor of another comes from the creatures, meaning that a person must make an effort to acquire this kli. Since the Creator did not intend that the creatures would give to him, but rather that the Creator would give to the creatures. However, in order to avoid shame, the lower one made the tzimtzum and the concealment so as not to receive any light except according to what it can receive in order to bestow. For this reason, since the lower one must perform this act by itself, the lower one must exert great efforts to acquire this Kli, as it is against the nature in which the creatures were created. It follows that the question we asked which action that a person does, do, we attribute to the Creator, meaning that the Creator created it. It is that a person wanting to receive abundance for his own benefit comes directly from the Creator. But an act of bestowal we attribute to the creature. Hence, it is difficult for a person to acquire this Kli because it is against nature. The shells, the peels. This means that all the pleasures in the corporeal world are but a slim light compared to the lights that exist in Kedusha. Yet we see that when a person receives pleasure in the corporeal world, which is a tiny pleasure compared to spirituality, where the bulk of the pleasure is found, how difficult is it for him to say, if I cannot aim to bestow, I relinquish the pleasure, Thus, we can imagine that if the light were revealed, such as the light clothed in the commandment of tzitzit, how could a person say that he relinquishes the pleasure 
if he cannot aim to bestow. Now we can understand that the word world means concealment. And by this we can interpret what they said. The world was created only for this. Meaning for the fear of heaven. However, what does fear of heaven mean in the work of achieving the truth? It means, as it is said in the introduction of the book of Zohar, both the first fear and the second fear are not for his own benefit, but only for fear that he will decline in bringing contentment to his Maker. By this we will understand what is written. The whole world was created only for fear of heaven. This means that the whole matter of concealment, which is called world, was created only in order to make it possible to achieve bestowal. That is, if there were no concealment, there would be no room for us to work in order to bestow. Accordingly, the meaning of what we asked about what is written, that the world was created in order to do good to his creations, this refers to the purpose of creation, as was said, that the Creator said that it is like a king who has a tower filled abundantly. And then comes the correction of creation, which is to work in order to bestow, which is dvekut, adhesion, equivalence of form, called fear. And on this correction was the world made, meaning that there would be concealment and hiding. It turns out that the world, which is concealment, was done so that he would be feared. This means that fear is for man's sake. So he would be able to work for the sake of the Creator. We should not say that the Creator needs to be feared, but that the fear is that a person fears he might not be able to work in order to bestow. This is why the concealment took place. This work pertains to man. He should make great efforts to acquire these kelim, as it is against nature, because the Creator placed in the creatures a desire to receive delight and pleasure.
ובאמור יש לפרש מה שכתוב. That is, in order for a person to maintain the fear called kingdom of heaven, he had made a correction. As soon as a person leaves the kingdom of heaven called faith above reason, the Creator made it so that man will immediately descend from his state where he thought about spirituality and fall into the corporeal world where there is no connection between them. These falls cause man to keep himself from changing the order of the work of faith above reason. See in the introduction of the book of Zohar, the whole matter of fear is only for a man's sake, and not that the Creator needs to be respected, such as a flesh and blood king. Instead, all that he has done is in man's favor. For these corrections that the Creator has performed will guide a person on the right path to lead him to the purpose of creation, namely, for the creatures to receive delight and pleasure. In the work, we should interpret that when a person enjoys something and blesses for it, there is a matter of renewing the faith here. That is, when a person says the blessing, he must believe that the Creator has given him the pleasure, which falls into the category of his desire to do good to his creations. Therefore, in corporeal pleasures too, the pleasure that the Creator wants to give to the creatures is clothed as well, since only the Creator sustains everything. As it is written, and you sustain them all. However, as long as a person is unfit to feel who is his provider, the Creator dresses in corporeal dresses, meaning that only in inferior dresses, which animals too can enjoy in these dresses, and the speaking can also feel pleasure in them. In these corporeal pleasures, in which man feels delight and pleasure like animals, there is room for choice. That is, it is possible to say here that all the pleasures in these dresses are nature. That is, they say that there is no leader to nature. 
And from this, it follows that all the secular people do not want to believe that there is a leader to nature. Since they have clear proof within reason that it is as they say. Some believers say that they are going above reason. That is, although it makes sense to say that everything is only nature, still they are devout believers and have faith in the sages who say that there is a creator who leads the good. It follows that the fact that the Creator dresses in corporeal pleasures and they receive delight and pleasure is enough for them to lead a happy life. And they have no need to know if there is a leader to nature. For what will this add to our pleasures? Instead, they want to increase the pleasures by increasing the dresses. Of abandonment. It follows that the fact that the delight and pleasure in Torah and Mitzvot are hidden from us is deliberate. So there will be room for choice. Since in Torah and Mitzvot, it cannot be said that there is no leader. For who is the giver of the Torah and Mitzvot? However, who awakens to choose and believe there is a leader to nature? When a person calculates that it is impossible that a person who is the speaking level, will have the same level of life as animals, that is, they cannot accept that they do not have a more important role in life than animals, they begin to search for a purpose to their lives. We see that there must be an awakening by the lower one. He needs to want to know and feel that there is a leader to nature and crave dvikut with him and do whatever he can. Although he sees that it is hard for him to see this within reason, that nature's leader is good and does good, since he sees that he himself is devoid of delight and pleasure. Also, when he examines the world, he sees that the whole world is in suffering and poverty both in corporeality and in spirituality. Yet he must believe with faith above reason that the Creator leads the world and that he gives to the whole world only good. It is as Bala Sulam says, 
that one must believe above reason that the Creator leads the world in private providence by way of the good who does good. Although within reason he sees the opposite, he should know they have eyes and see not. As long as one has not been rewarded with entering the authority of the Creator, and annuls his own authority, a person cannot see the truth. In this regard, we can discern two things. One, the act, meaning a person receives pleasure. Two, the intention, meaning the reason, that is, who makes him receive the pleasure, which is called an act. At that time, a person contemplates so as to see who and what caused him pleasure, his enjoyment. He sees that any pleasure depends on the yearning for the matter. We attribute this to our nature, meaning that the Creator has given us a desire and yearning to receive pleasure from something from which we can derive pleasure. When a person calculates, he sees that this separates him from the Creator. That is, he sees that reception removes him from the work of the Creator because of the disparity of form. This, in turn, forces him to draw nearer to corporeality. And the main meaning of corporeality is that he takes upon himself to work for his own benefit. Man is called corporeal, and not for the sake of the Creator, and the Creator is regarded as For this reason, it is upon man to put an aim on the act of pleasure. One, he should believe that this pleasure he is receiving comes from the Creator and from no other source. Two, he should intend to bestow and say that since the Creator wants the creatures to receive pleasure, He is doing the Creator's will. Otherwise, if He cannot aim to benefit the Creator, He is willing to relinquish this pleasure. However, one does not achieve this work at once. This is called blessing the Creator. That is, through the work of bestowal, it is considered that a person gives the Creator kelim, vessels, so he can bestow pleasure upon the person. Since the tzimtzum was not to bestow into the vessels of reception, 
now it will be possible for the Creator to bestow. Since the Tzimtzum has been removed from them, because now he is receiving not for his own sake, but for the sake of the Creator. For this reason, now we can say that a person who blesses, meaning that while receiving pleasure, he intends that his pleasure is that by doing the Creator's will, whose desire is to do good to his creations, this is regarded as blessing the work of the Creator. In other words, since the work of the Creator is to bestow upon the creatures by aiming to bestow, there is power above to bestow unto the lower ones. Since now the lower ones are not removed by the reception. On the contrary, now it is apparent that they are adhered to the Creator. The proof of this is that the abundance can spread in the kelim that are fit to receive, since the kelim will remain in Kedusha. It follows that through the blessing, He causes the expansion of abundance to the lower ones. By this, we will understand what we asked. What is the gravity of the blessing? Apparently, he does more harm than other transgressions. But according to the above, the meaning of the blessing pertains to the qualification of the kelim. So the Creator will be able to give to the lower ones delight and pleasure. And that abundance will not be detrimental to them. That is, they will not be pushed away by the reception of delight and pleasure from him due to disparity of form. As it is known that disparity of form causes moving away from the Creator. Accordingly, if a person does not give his part to the Kli, which is the second part, called desire to bestow, he thereby causes the abundance that should come to the lower ones through the work of the lower one, by not giving the intention. The abundance delays because of him. In other words, by not giving the blessing, the connection of upper and lower is missing, since the upper one is the giver, and the lower one is the receiver. Hence, there is disparity of form between them, and they have no dvekut. So how can the abundance come to the lower one? Therefore, when there is a connector, meaning that the lower one also wants to be a giver, like the upper one, 
The abundance can flow onto the lower one because of the connection that exists between them. Without this connection, it is as though he steals the nourishments that his father and mother should give to the children. That man steals and the children have nothing to sustain them. In other words, if he enjoys and does not bless, it means that he did not give the intention for the sake of the Creator. Therefore, he has taken the pleasure, which is reception, and gave it to the Sitra Akhra, the other side, who take all the reception in order to receive, and this nourishes them. Had he aimed to bestow through the blessing, the Kdusha would have been nourished by this, meaning that through it, abundance would be added to the worlds of Kdusha. By acting without the aim, he has given strength to the Klipot. side of sin. We therefore see that through his sin, one person robs the nourishments that should reach the entire world. For this reason, one who does not bless robs his father and his mother. That is, the abundance that they should give him and what his father and mother should give to the entire world, he prevents this from them. It follows that he has corrupted the world to their father in heaven. This means the abundance and nourishment that their father in heaven should have given to the whole world he robs this force that should have been received in order to add Kedusha throughout the world and hands that power to the Sitra Akhra. Every reception in order to receive that the lower ones perform adds power to the Sitra Akhra. And every aim on an act that he intends in order to bestow causes addition of abundance in the... ...reaches the whole world. Hence, if a person's intention is only to bring contentment to the Creator and not for his own benefit, he does not mind the amount of pleasure. He only looks at the amount of passion with which he wants to delight the Creator. Since through the yearning to delight the Creator, he causes equivalence of form at the root of his soul. This, in turn, causes more abundance to be drawn, since the upper one wants to give more than the lower one wants to receive. 
and only vessels of bestowal are missing. It follows that by overcoming and bestowal, great abundance is extended. For this reason, we need not ask to have great lights. Only try to have big vessels, which are vessels of bestowal. It is as we interpreted that our sages said, why is it written, for this is the whole of man? And he replies, Rabbi said, the whole world was created only for this. Meaning, for fear of heaven. As it is written, what does the Lord your God ask of you? Only fear. Fear is, as he says in the Sulam, that he is afraid he will not be able to bestow upon the Creator. And this is the whole of man, meaning this is all that man should do, meaning offer him vessels of bestowal. The rest, meaning the lights, the Creator gives. This is the meaning of everything is in the hands of heaven but the fear of heaven. When we study, that is also a pleasure. Yes. So what is a blessing on the time of our study? This is what we have to do before the, the learning, the lesson, the blessing, before the learning. Yes. What is the blessing? Not what we say with our mouths, but what is the blessing that we want to attain from the study? That, that relation that we are now getting through the light that shines on us, the reforming light, we will demand from our learning the right goal. The revelation of the Creator through equivalence of form with Him. Yes. Thanks. He writes, the matter of blessing is a matter of qualification of the vessels. What does that mean? That a person corrects the vessels in order to feel that from them he wants to bless the Creator. And then, through his work on his part, he can now receive from the Creator some filling in the vessels, which he corrected. The blessing we perform on anything that has pleasure. Anything that stands before the pleasure, before filling our vessel.
How do I not turn the blessing in that I bless the pleasure into more pleasure in order to receive? That's the whole point of the blessing. That by this you are preparing the vessel to be in bestowal. And in order to bestow. And I don't enjoy it from the pleasure. It depends on the state you're in. Whether you enjoy the pleasure or you're enjoying performing the act. Thank you, Rav. In the end of the article, he mentioned that we have to invent vessels of bestow. To yeah. find them. What does that mean? Because the vessels, it all depends on us. He wants to constantly fulfill us. And we have to bring that deficiency every time. What does that mean? How do we make, find a new deficiency every time? Um, finding a deficiency every time means we are thinking through what actions can we bring pleasure to the Creator It says that as long as a person is not worthy to feel who is his provider, so the Creator clothes incorporeal dressings, meaning only in the low dressings where the animals can also feel pleasure in those clothings, but the speaking level can also feel. So women in Moscow are asking, what does it mean that the Creator is clothed in corporeal pleasures? What is it? In anything. Bread and sugar and water. Whatever you want. Scents and sounds. It's all the Creator clothed in these things. And that's why we distinguish all kinds of changes in them. And when we when we connect with those corporeal pleasures we can respond to them to on them to the creator we can maybe bestow pleasure to the creator over them because in each and every state he's introducing his light into each form of pleasure and connection and bestowal between us and so on and so forth. That can't make a person adhere to corporeal pleasures. No, he relates it to the Creator. something that really gave us chills here that Rabash writes that also after a person received some awakening 
He doesn't want to feel enslaved to the Creator. And if he takes the knowledge that there's a leader, he must perform his commands and then he'll be in reward and punishment. So it's better to say that nature doesn't have a leader and then he can do whatever he wants. So this, during the day, you find yourself that even in an aware manner, you chose to just ignore the fact that there's a leader. How in that point can we help each other? How can we overcome that? I don't know, but is your calculation with the Creator or not? Yes, the calculation is with the Creator, but the inclination is holding you here that you yourself are choosing to ignore Him. And No, no, no. First of all, you need to reveal the Creator in the center of of your depiction or your portrayal. What forces are at work there operating on you, the Creator is in the center of that. And then relative to it, you aim all your actions because you wish to reply to Him, respond to Him. So if I have this point that I can hold on to the creators in the center, so I'm already on track. Without it, of course, you'll have nothing. Because the first condition is that there's no one besides him. And he's sending you everything. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Therefore, if you are responding, you have to respond to him. Therefore, there is no there are no additional actions here. Yeah, we want to king the creator upon everything. So, but here is depicting a state that I know that there is a ruler, a leader, but if I say it in awareness, so I have to perform his commandments, so I'm choosing to ignore his existence. If you're choosing to ignore him, you have no calculation with him. So that's my question. In that point, how can the friends help each other to overcome this ignoring the Creator? Example. Set an example to everyone, to the whole group, that you are making your calculation with the Creator in each and every action that is coming to you. Only an example. I receive uh, these things are, are extremely concrete, very focused. I receive this awakening from the Creator, what to do, in what way, and so on and so forth. And I turn only to Him with my reaction. What am I doing? What, what do I wish for him to feel as a result of that. And in this way, if I keep advancing this way, I to my beloved, my beloved to me, I... For all the pleasure you gave me, is that blessing by looking at the past, is that worth anything or did I miss out and... 
Even in retrospect, even in hindsight, when he remembers later in some form, uh, nevertheless, it's something. So the main thing is to be in contact. So, also, you said reading Shema next to your bed is—it's confusing. So we know there's an actual text, or do we mean, you mean to do your calculation inside? Because there's things that are supposedly clothing on one another. On this means that after that you are doing no more actions. You finished reading and you are going to sleep. You disconnect from reality. Typically, they recommend on reading this Shema, uh, not in bed, it's called on the bed, but it's not, it means you sit by a table and you, and you read it, even wash your hands before and read it. Okay, there are a lot of blessings that they aimed us, I mean, in the Jewish tradition. If I do the blessing like it's written down, or is my intention enough? Like I said, down to eat, I made an intention, or is it good to read that text too? There is added value to read that text from the prayer book. Let's say, and lovely. It enters the heart more. Not that the Creator understands it or feels it better, but it enters, it penetrates your heart better. At the pleasure in order to bestow. So where does the blessing even come in here and what do you need it for? If to begin with, I got a pleasure in order to bestow. Now you're receiving in order to bestow. Hang on. You're taking something that the host has, has given you, let's say. And you like, you're sniffing it, you're smelling it, and he can see, you can see. You show him that you are enjoying it, and then you give a blessing, meaning in this way you give him pleasure and you receive the pleasure from him. Is that, is that clear? That's clear. That's how we do it towards the Creator. But we make a blessing also what Medad asked. You said that also if I did something without the right intention, still if I bless after the deed, that still has a force in it. Even if I didn't do it correctly, the creator receives our actions with a great deal of understanding. It's like we are with our children. Actually, yeah. It's written that the Creator made them fear before Him. That in order for a person to hold the fear called Malchut, He performed the correction that once a person lets go of the Malchut called Faith Above Reason, 
the Creator performed a deed, which is that a person right away loses his degree, that he thought about spirituality and he falls into the corporeal world. Yes. I feel that I'm constantly falling and falling. I come to the lesson, I fall and fall and... It's a sign that you are not holding yourself in spirituality. It's clear. It's so clear. So how can you grab the moment and hold it? Prayer. Prayer. It's so clear. Okay, it's good that it's clear. <laughs> but how do you advance? This prayer is also a result I don't understand how you can hold it all the time. The Creator is giving you the f- a feeling of being disconnected from your spiritual source. So at least be grateful for that. Give thanks for it. And what can you do? And try. We want to advance. We want to. Okay, sir. The the medium that connects the blessing is a very powerful work tool. It's It's a. an instrument by which you can perform all all the actions on the path from now until the end of correction. Everything through I heard that the blessing is a powerful tool. Very. Can Rav explain the process of blessing? We have articles about it. Blessing is a deficiency towards the Creator on behalf of the created being. The created being wants to put the Creator is in the highest place he can depict. And by this, he opens his heart and truly raises the Creator and raises him until the highest degree as much as he can understand. That's a blessing. When a person blesses, what is his... Purpose. What's the goal of a person who's giving a blessing? What should he aspire to? <laughs> he wants, to, in somewhat, to give gratitude to the Creator. And the gratitude is not related to the reward, right? What, what are we think, thanking him for? Because uh, the blessing happens before the action. No, and what a person feels that he's received from the Creator and the Creator took him into consideration and pushed him on the right path and in the right direction. So for that, a person is thanking the Creator. for simply having connection with the Creator that he's even thinking about the connection of course 
Is the blessing an important action? Yes. The blessing is a very important action. You thank God have children. Да, дорогой Рак, вот приходит к человеку наслаждение. Вы говорите, что без наслаждения нет никакой связи с Творцом. Как вот в нем наслаждение пробраться? to find the connection with the Creator and to bless, to give blessing for that pleasure. You get a pleasure. In this pleasure, you can come in contact with the Creator because He sent you this pleasure and you felt it, right? And now, through this pleasure, you can connect back to the Creator, to the source of the pleasure. So the Creator gives you pleasure to the center of your desire. And you, by your attitude, by your relation, you reach the center of his action. That's it. Only organize your mutual relation. Then, according to your relation, the correct type, you'll be able to start receiving from him all of the Nelanchai. No, what... Вы говорите, в центре своего наслаждения я э, начинаю встраивать связь с Творцом. You don't need to be concerned about anything except for wanting to receive pleasure from the Creator and giving back your own pleasure, not His towards you, but yours towards Him. Also, in the same measure, as much as you're able to. That's called the same measure. Then you don't have a greater pleasure than that, that you feel that the Creator got pleasure from you and that He is enjoying you. Like, let's say, a mother that receives pleasure from the child. That is smiling back to her or doing something. 
That's it. That's our work. You said you can receive all the Naranchai. Naranchai is what I feel in reflected light, the way the Creator enjoys it. You get Naranchai from the Creator to the extent that you raise your attitude towards Him, the reflected light. Yep. In the reflected light, you increase the light that comes from Him. That depends on our preparation. Not by now. Wow. We were in contact with the Creator that we can answer Him. But as much as we beforehand are prepared, if we want to be connected with our friends, that's first of all. Don't think that it's something easy and comes on its own. That is something that's essential and very important. And when we are connected with them, we need in our connection to pick in there in all kinds of um, the components of the connection how we can even more be connected, adhered to Him. And here we will feel how well to adhere to Him. To adhere to Him. He's asking, how can I tell that the pleasure is coming from the Creator? If you are aimed towards the Creator in order to bestow towards society. So for sure what you're receiving... Right? I think that with no doubt, any person, any beast, any bird, any fish, doesn't matter who or what, whoever receives food, health, feeling of livelihood, they are blessing the Creator. only on us. It's something we have to do in, in aware through awareness. And they are doing it without awareness. That's why they're not mistaking. And we can make 